I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Red Men TV. We are here. It is the build-up show. You may have heard Sam Walker joins us, uh, Steve Hall, or is it Stone Cold? There's no need to decide. Uh, joins us as well, and of course in the studio, Chris Page as well. Oh, that is the bottom line. Um, yeah, here we are. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on a Monday morning. Um, once again, talking about the Reds, once again, with no answers um, to, to any of questions. No, lots of questions. Well, not even anymore. I've got not, there's nothing new to answer the Liverpool predicting with, other than um, it appears that all the rumours flying around at the weekend that Jürgen Klopp was walking away are nonsense. But at this point, I don't even want to say, I, can't, I don't even, like, I, I can't, it means too much to me that I can't even bring myself to, I don't want to jinx anything or, but it's horrible. We've had a crap weekend. It's a new week. It's a new time for Liverpool to either th- fix things or break our hearts in new ways. Uh, let's dive into it. It is Champions League Tuesday on the horizon. Chris Pajak, RB Leipzig. Um, how how are you how are you feeling? Not great going into this one, to be honest with you. I mean, the the general convention would be something along the lines of, well, it's you know, it's a break from the norm and, and all that type of stuff, and it is. But it's just another competition we can lose in, as yeah. far as I'm concerned at the moment. After after losing three games on the bounce and coming up against a very good side in RB Leipzig, it makes you think, well, how's this going to be any different? You start to end up in a situation, don't you, stay where you start to go. Well, it was low block sides that were the problem. And now it's good football sides of the problem. Who are the team? What? What? What is the, what, the problem? Might be us. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The it's one my, constant. It is that my, my, the old the old saying I've always said is like when when you feel that everyone else is is, is the problem, you're the problem. Um, and that's kind of where Liverpool are at the moment. I, 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 there's no team Liverpool theoretically can't beat because anyone can beat anyone because it's footy. But I don't quite know what it, the answer is to kind of drag us out the mire at the minute. Yeah, our issue is the, uh, the the playing of the football. I think that's what's uh, really affecting Liverpool at the minute because um, we're not, not very good at it, unfortunately, which is to break from the norm because I think the last time I went on one of your shows, Liverpool were top of the league, flying. And then it's like, you know, the fella who comes out, the meme with the pizza and he walks into the room and it's just on fire. That's that's very much how it feels watching the Reds at the moment. Um, yeah, listen, mate, we could be playing, we, we could be playing, I don't know, Crawley away, and I wouldn't be confident at the moment. My confidence level is just zero at the minute, and yeah. we just need to nick a one nil and do something just to win a game of footy. Because I imagine the players aren't feeling, you know, particularly pair either. 
Yeah. I'm just hoping that they're not able to travel. That's where that's where I'm at at the moment. Like you know what I mean? Just for some reason, the the government just turns out so stops Leipzig from yeah, traveling. Yeah, just goes right. no. Yeah. Give Liverpool the four 0 victory, and then I'm like, all right, we can just not concede five yeah. in the home leg, please. If we can just do that, we might be safe. And then we won't be allowed to travel for our re- our moved second leg, and then it'll be uh, yeah, it'll be a th- it'll be a three all draw, and then we'll have to meet. You'll have to send someone to have pens on FIFA or something to decide it. Um, Sam, how are you doing, mate? You've had it. It's been a, it has been a tough old tough old few days. Oh, mate! Uh, my biggest concern about this fixture is the um, the steps on the planes. You know those private charter planes? They're quite steep, aren't they? They're, they're, they're not big metal corners. Just making you think that someone like Ox is probably due to whack a shin on one of them, isn't he? So, uh, you know, if we can get there, get off the plane, get down those steps, okay? No one trips over. Get on the bus. I think we'll be all right. Make yeah. the inflatable slide. Yeah, yeah. Probably, the, yeah. Make sure they're still working, yeah. God, bloody hell. I think... I'm making Davies and Fabinho and Kabak yeah. sit in their life vests. Put the whole thing just in, just in case. Like me, I'll be stagged too. Yeah. Bobby, that's to take his heels off on them slides, wouldn't he? You're not allowed to wear heels, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine? But yeah, it, it, it just feels like, I'll be honest with you, until the last couple of weeks, I agree. It's felt like it's the low blocks. But I must admit, the Champions League does feel like a. I think it was Trent who said it. Feels like a bit of an opportunity, a fresh start. They haven't got the the form of the league hanging over them. It's just an opportunity to go and play footy against the team that haven't studied us and how to sit back and defend. They're probably going to come out and play football and just enjoy it and just sort of enjoy the freshness of a new competition. So as a fan, I kind of trying to feel that way as well. Like you know, let's use this as an opportunity. No, we get an away goal, if that matters anymore. How, does that work? I don't know. I mean, yeah. both games are away. Does it mean away yeah. goal? What? I don't know. But, yeah, <laughs> let's get an away goal, I think. Yeah, I just don't really understand that part of it. I'd love you able to clear that up. But, yeah, for me, just get out and, and for, as a fan, I'm going to enjoy it. We also get a second crack at it, which kind of helps us a little bit more. The pressures are probably a little bit less for this game. But, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. A bit different. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's your point earlier, isn't it, Chris? Is that the freshness thing psychologically from the players' perspective? I think, I think it is. A, it, it definitely is a thing. I mean, we could if you if you said to me right now, right, we're not we have we we can go and do our normal content, but we get to go on a plane and go and stay in a hotel somewhere and get to go and do it on another in another country. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, just. And I, just something, just something different. Now, I mean, theoretically for footballers, it's not it's not a massive difference because they're still doing away games in, in this period, which of course we're not um, in the same way. But that, that, that speaks to the players' mentality. It doesn't change the fact that like people saying, "Well, focus on the Champions League." Like that, it, it winds me up. Like with what? Like how, how do you how do you focus on the Champions League? It implies that we've not been focusing on the league. And we're this is our best side out pretty much every week. The best side that we can put out every single. week. Week and yeah. you know they might they might think oh it's a new competition until they get on the field and they look around it's all the same lads yeah. it's the same fucking game with the same lads at the end of the day isn't it and and that, there will be there'll be a switch mentally that these guys are, are able to get out of that Premier League but then don't forget that there's pressures going into this game because you know it's two games you've got to get through it otherwise you're out and we've been having those pressures for the last few weeks almost in the first of all it was the title then it was probably top two or three and now it's top four so we've still been playing with. 
pressures each and every week. It's just a different type of pressure right now. Yeah, your pressure goes from the pressures of success to the pressures of failure, and they're well different. And I'm sure we'd all prefer the pressures of success given the uh, given the opportunity. But I mean, it, it, I mean, there's something about Liverpool and Europe, and we don't know the, the knock-on impact really. Because at the end of the day, you're right; it's just footy. It's, there should be no difference in all this, and and you know the fact that. It's you know it's it's another game of football. It might be in a different country and it might be against lads from other parts of the world. But then again, that's kind of what the Premier League is in in, in some regards. Anyway, I'm hoping it's just stayed as again. It's it's a it's a mantra for the Liverpool players as much. You know, it's something the coaches are saying, and it is just a cycle a psychological break. Because at this point, I, I can't see what else you can do. Because like Chris, right, you can't change the eleven. You can't bomb a load of lads out. You can't, you know, we're not getting fans back in the stadium. You know, you can't, there's loads of things that would literally are completely out of our control. So it might just be something as daft as the players just get to get get on a plane, and it's just that it is just a, a, a slight reset for them. You'd hope so. Um, the flip side is you we know, have you, to stay. Yeah, <laughs> thinking like if I'm if I were Klopp and I was or the psychology team or whoever they've got, I'd probably be looking at the City game and the Leicester game and be saying. Lads, actually, before the goalie decided that he was going to go insane for a couple of minutes, he was doing okay in both of those games. You know, he decided to kick the ball to City and he decided to turn to Goldberg and just spear Quebec for some unknown reason. Before both of those things happened, you were all right. You were playing two good teams and you were more than holding your own. So... If you can just tell, maybe tie Allison to his, his, his post or something, and just like only move across the line, like one of those uh, f- the, the, the spinning football goalies, maybe you can do something more. I like, I think, I think they're probably feeling a little bit better than we are because I think they'll know in those two games that you know what we were doing all right. It wasn't like Burnley and it wasn't like uh, Brighton where we were absolute garbage. I think they, they'll be thinking, you know, we've done okay there. It's just. We've had a couple of mental moments where we've been done by, you know, someone a VAR on someone's armpits done us in, and then the goalies decided to come and take out our new centre half and just absolutely wipe them out. I think they might be feeling a little bit better than we are, or that, at least that's my hope. Because a, I don't think they could be feeling worse, and b, they, they've been on, they don't know things were working against Leicester. I thought, you know, they were moving the ball well and they were doing bits and bobs that looked alright. They were relatively secure. I just hope that. Given that there are some, st- there are strong leaders in that team. I hope that's the message they're getting there's across. No, there's no choice. Is the What are they going to do? They've got no choice but to focus on the positives and, and then work and work hard. And that's the good thing. That's the difference and uh, of the many, many differences. But the one that relates to this point between us and professional footballers. <laughs> you know, we could do this all day, but like in this instance, they get to go and sort it. We can't sort it, which is part of our problem. You know, we all wish we were capable of being able to sort the problems. That always happens, no matter what the world scenario is like. When your team's not playing very well, I've, I used to find in like I remember 2004, 2005, going back to playing five aside because I was so annoyed with how Liverpool were playing that season because we were so crap at times in the league. I just needed to go and run and kick a football around to feel like you know what I mean to burn off the energy. They literally get to go and do it, um, and this. It's about creating that mentality somehow in the back, in, you know, behind the scenes with the, with the manager and whatever that says, right, okay, we're gonna we're gonna reforge here um, and go again, and that's that's it because there's, there's no getting off. It's not like they can just go right. Oh well, we fucked it. Let's just let's all just go home. 
Yeah, well, if you remember before the Spurs game, I'm pretty sure that the group had a had like a meeting, then they came together. It was like, right, we've not been good enough, and then he put together two fantastic performances. And then realistically, the next one was probably just too short to turn around for the squad size we've got. It wasn't necessarily, you know, that we were bad. It was just too short to turn around to Brighton. This one's the opposite for me. I feel like there's nothing more we could need after that mad 10 minutes than to just get back on the pitch and play a game of football. Because all the nerves, all the talk, all the media, all the hype that's been going around, you just want to play football. Ignore all that, put it to one side, get on the pitch in a different competition, like we just said, and put it to bed. And I, I agree with you all. I, you know, we've looked good. I thought we were brilliant against Leicester. I thought we handled the game really well. And then that happens. But it's like I say, it is a different competition. And there's a weird sort of dynamic to all this as well. After this game, we don't play these again, I think, for three weeks. Am I right? So a lot's probably going to change in our squad now. <laughs> the way it's gone, we'll probably lose another four players. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what you could find is you could find that Kabak's nice and settled in after three or four games. Young Davies, or say Young Davies, Kabak's younger. Davies has maybe come in and played a couple of games by that point. Phyllis might have played more. Fabinho should be back. You might have one of Cater and Jota, if not both of them, back. And with a bit of luck, you know, we've got a different looking squad by the second leg. And then, so there's a strange sort of like, get through this game, get get away unscathed. If you put a performance together, amazing. But there is a, a sort of almost like, sort of kind of dangled for us to just sort of get through and get out of it alive and we'll be yeah. fine. And I kind of believe that as well. The big thing for me at the moment is, and I agree with both of the lads there, and Liverpool did play well for 70, 75 minutes and have done in most of the games that we've played recently. That's not the issue. We're still always going to be able to play well. It's the other side. It's the mindset. It's the falling apart, the fragility, the fact that we're talking every week about Liverpool looking like we're built on sand at the moment and a frigging house of cards, all that type of stuff. That's the problem. That's the thing that's going to take a long time to change, I think. I don't think you can just click a switch and that changes, and all of a sudden that's not there because there's a belief in our opposition at the moment that Liverpool can be got at, and we had that tag for a long, long time, and it took us the best part of two years under Jurgen Klopp playing at the absolute top level for every side to realise they were beat before they played us. That's what we're missing. I hope there's a there's a way in six months' time when we're talking about it where Virgil comes back in and we kickstart that. I'm just not so sure right now that although we will be as good a side, that the belief that the other teams have will will have faded when Virgil comes back in. There's a chance, but I'm not 100% sure that that's the case. It's absolutely right. But it's like what Liverpool need to do now is it's a bit... You know, it's a bit Rocky Balboa. You know, when he comes back and he can't be fast and he can't he can't outlast his opponents anymore in that regard. So what does he do? They make him a punching machine. And Liverpool needs it. Well, look, no one's going to come scared of Liverpool. No one's going to come thinking they can't get a goal against Liverpool. Well, what other ways can we be scary in? And Liverpool need to get back to that because you're right. It takes two. It takes two seasons to build up an aura of invincibility around you, maybe. But you've got to, that doesn't mean that we're fucked for two for six months or two years or whatever till that point. Liverpool need to find a way, and, and and they should be able to. And the good thing about this, to some regard, it being a European game, it's a different type of football. It's not league football. It's a game of football where that's still their home game, regardless of it being played in Budapest. The 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 onus is on them. 
to go and get, to go and take that game to Liverpool not to not con- to not concede. They're going to have a different mentality to what Liverpool have in this game of football, and it's more of a game where you can go and engineer a performance because it's two games of football that are linked, and that's it. And they're not linked to anything else other than what obviously what players you have available to you around that time. So you know, that's a posit- that's a real positive. And we said this on the final work because Liverpool could just do. I, I, I said Liverpool could do with just something going well for them, but moreover they could just do with and. I think we saw a little bit of that against Leicester in particular because some of the some of the the movements and some of the playing Bobby Firmino engine setting up for, for Mo Salah, they're the bits that you'd be holding on to and going right. They're the they're the encouraging things. Nothing you can do about the goalkeeper having a, having a random brain fart. There's nothing we can do about the fact that the defence is un, is unsettled. But what we can do is get back to play. You know, is, is build the confidence in the lads who are the world class lads because they're still there. There's still Mo Salah, there's still Sadio Mane, there's still Firmino. We need to find a way to get them up and running again. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, that's what everyone's been talking about for the last two weeks since we signed the centre-halves, isn't it? Is if we can get that midfield back, can we get that front three firing quite the same way with the support that they've been having over the last couple of years? That's still a thing, you know what I mean? And what's been disappointing, I suppose, over the last couple of months is I understand the reasons why Virgil van Dijk would change the way that Liverpool build up and stuff, but it doesn't stop Bobby's touch being shit and it doesn't stop Salah's touch being shit, but we've seen less of that. We've seen them start to get into no positions. one else in the world football's got Virgil van Dijk either. Is the point? Is it, it's always, we can go? We haven't got Virgil, and it has fundamentally weakened our approach play. But it's not like anyone else has, has got a Virgil. No, no but they've got players. That they, they've got their, most of those teams have got their number one centre half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So Liverpool now need to just get into a settle back four, get into a rhythm, get into a way of playing, and get in, get the ball into the the, the good lads' feet, yeah. and let them do the rest almost. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh, Leipzig second in the Bundesliga at the moment. Uh, it's a mad, it's a it's a mad Bundesliga table uh, right now. But they are, I mean, look, I think, five points clear of third, five, four. Yeah, points and then. And, yeah, four point, and four points behind Bayern who've got a game in hand so you, I mean it's going to be Bayern Munich's league you'd imagine off the back of this but I mean there's, what, it, what it is and it's quite similar almost to the way that the Premier League sort of panning out is you've got the elite super team that hasn't been absolutely crippled by injuries it's just checking along doing what it does and winning football matches and everyone else is just kind of in the in the middle, the fact that Dortmund have been crap this season is a, is is a bit mad and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Leipzig are interesting, aren't they? Stay, you know, you got Julian Nagelsmann there, who obviously knows us very well from the the Hoffenheim game, which is almost it's quite funny that there's a there's a there's a nice synergy to this. It, it, it kickstarts Liverpool into this run of success that we've had over the last three seasons, um, and he's coming up against us again. He'll he'll want to prove a point. He, he wanted to prove a point back then. It never worked out for him, and I, I wonder whether that. One way or the other has an impact on how the game goes. Does him his desire to showcase his own abilities as a manager maybe work for us in some way? Yeah. I think he's, well, he's a moment. He's a better manager now than he was then. I thought. I thought he was. He was very much the new kid on the block, wasn't he? And he was, you know, the the hipster's choice and all that. And that's kind of died down a little bit now. He's actually he's done something to prove himself. Actually, I think he's a good manager. I think he's a, a very modern manager. Um, the way he sets his team up is very interesting. It's like a Three one four three one three two almost. It's a very odd formation they use. That Liverpool won't really have come up against much. Um, they get the, similar to us. They they you know they attack with their left back a lot. It's Angelino's. I think he's their top scorer, top mm. assister as well. Yeah, second um, top across all comps. Yeah, the, and the uh, you know they share the goals around. That's what I know. I, I do watch a bit of Bundesliga. Just again, I've said this before. I'm, I'm a ridiculous gambler, so I do gamble a lot on it. And <laughs> and. 
So they work quite a lot of it. And that's the one thing. A lot of players score goals for Leipzig. They don't score tons and tons themselves. But like, there's a lot of people with threes and fours or fives across the season. You know, I mean, it isn't like they haven't got the they haven't got Timo Werner, obviously, and then everyone else is just playing catch up. They kind of really shared it out. If anything, the strikers are the ones who probably need to be scoring more. Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing. I think the key battle in this game, uh, it'll be one that Nagelsmann is definitely targeting. Will be Angelino on Trent. He'll be saying if you can get in, get at him and you can beat him, we're in, we are in business and. You know, I, I was never hugely impressed with Angelino when he was a City player, but at Leipzig, for whatever reason, he is just a completely different animal. City found that out himself, actually, didn't he? Um, he's a very, very dangerous weapon, and I think if you're then you're looking at that left side, that are oh, right there, left, and you're saying right, it's going to be Trent and probably Kabak in his second game, coming off a game where you know he's potentially partly at fault for for the goal, although uh, probably Allison's more at fault than him. Um, you'd be saying go and test those two. Probably, it's weird that you probably stay away from Henderson and Robertson in a way, but go and get at those. And I think that's what the, that's the key battle in this game. Nagelsmann will know. He's talked Klopp up in the press, and you know, he's talked Liverpool up. You know, yeah, they're brilliant. They're this, this, and this. They know they're getting us at the absolute perfect time. Yeah. And what he is good at is he will target an area and he'll go at it and he'll and he'll just go. And I think that's the key. Liverpool have got to be really, really up for that battle. What Leipzig are, Sam, is there another example of a team like I think like Leicester, like you know the, the the teams that are between second and sort of seventh in the Premier League, who are they're not at the absolute top level, but if they've got the majority of their team there, they, they you know they're more than capable of do go well in Europe, going well in the in, in the in the local divisions. We to a, to look at it positively. It isn't a team that streets better than Liverpool. Is is a, is a point, you know. And you know, back to the Leicester game. Liverpool could easily have won that Leicester game. We could have done. We could have done something better against Man City if we're if if we're able to not have a moment of absolute catastrophic madness. It should, regardless of Liverpool's injury problems, as long as we're as long as we're clever and we've got a game plan and we stick to it, it sh- we should be very competitive in this. Yeah, and and just following on from what Steve said, a lot a lot of the way that they play should also suit us as well in that Angelino will fly forward. Um, I can't remember his name, but the right back generally will get forward as well. They switch play a lot. And that just smells for me, Jürgen Klopp thinking, well, that means that Mane and Salah are going to have lots of space to run into in behind them. So as dangerous as they can be, you know, it almost, this game could almost be like almost like a reflection of either Manchester United game that they played where if they get it wrong with the pace we've got in behind, we could absolutely hammer them. Like, like we did against Atalanta, if they get it wrong, if they get it right, they could find themselves 3-0 up like they did against Man United <laughs> in the second game. So it's a really, really interesting sort of tightly sort of fenced game. Um, it's hard it's hard to envisage how, you know, if we had all of our players, of course, I, I'd be really confident we'd, we'd open them up. But it's going to be really tricky to see how we cope with their overloads. But I'm also really excited to see what we do, what we do in, in behind them. And just add to the mix as well here, something to think about. Their best player, well, on paper, has just signed for another club. You know, mm. that's just surface. Now, I'm sure he's... I'm sure he's... Um, this is up in Macau know, for those... Yeah, yeah, he's just signed for Bayern Munich. It's done. Is it July or June the 1st? Like, that's the club they are. Now, fundamentally, whatever you say, Timo Werner left them last year when they had a quarter-final of the Champions League to play to go to a team who didn't have it. He could have stayed like Havertz did. You know, Uber yeah. signed here for a team who, you know, haven't won the league yet and they haven't won the Champions League yet. You know, it, it, this is this is the club they are. They are a selling club. They are a stepping stone club. 
that is in the mentality of their team and their makeup. And we are now a destination club, and that is the, the difference mentally between the two. So on the pitch, that that you know, it's, it has to play a part in who we are and who they are, and, and how we approach the game. If we can dominate in in some respect, they will sort of have to respect who we are. I know it sounds a bit philosophical, but, you know, it, yeah, it does yeah. make a difference, I think, that where we are as a team and where they are. So, so there's you know, a I mentality believe... issue there as well, yeah. isn't there, with Massive. how like Liverpool feeling like this is where they belong and like this is where, this is what we had with Spurs in the final isn't it is that Liverpool felt like it was their it was their birthright they were supposed to be in this competition mm. and Spurs felt like they were having a good go what a great ride what a load of fun now you want to be careful because of course Liverpool had that in 17-18 when they were coming through back at burst and back onto the scene so I'm not saying this unequivocally works one way or the other but you're right it's an important opportunity for mentality where you play Leipzig do, Le- do Leipzig feel that they deserve to be in the next round do they deserve to be in the quarterfinals because they're a massive team or are they there because they're, it's a boss ride and it's great to be in the Champions League that might play an important factor in it so yeah and, and how much does the home advantage affect them as well like they're not playing at home now how does that feel as a team do they feel like they're still playing at home because the, the away goal situation or do they feel like they're now playing in an unknown territory and a neutral? Does it, how does that affect the balance for their game? Because I don't know what the situation is with Anfield, 100%. Yeah, I just see the rumours, same as you guys. But I know that at the moment, this away game's in Hungary. Is it right? Is it in mm-hmm. Hungary? So so I don't understand, like, wh- how does that affect them mentally on top of what you've just said? Um, sort of bring, bringing it back tactically slightly, like, one of the biggest things for me is, is, is how... It's going to be really important in this game because of the way Red Bull play. They, they, they don't score goals where they fire people in behind all the time. A bit like Leicester do maybe, or even City at times. They score a lot of goals where they overload on one side, put the ball back in the centre and slide the ball home. Steele know that more than us probably. But So for me, midfield control is really important in this game. And we're going over all ground here, but the reason why I, I feel we capitulate when the, it goes against us in football matches is because our most important player, Bar Van Dijk, is Jordan Henderson. Across the pitch, statistics will tell you that. We've played yeah. 10 games, he's been centre-back, we've lost six and draw two and won two. So, therefore, how do we cope with the fact that if he might be centre-back, if it goes one all or we go one nil down? Or, or is this the game where we say, actually, we need that control because we probably win that game on, on, on Saturday morning if he's in midfield at one nil because we just don't give those free kicks away. We don't lose that control. So, this is going to be even more important than Saturday for maintaining control in the centre. How do we get Henderson his influence, or how do we get more influence in that middle? It's an interesting one, and definitely one we'll talk about after the break. And we have a little look at how Liverpool do get that, what Liverpool's best team could possibly be uh, at the moment. Uh, before we do, we've got a trivia question. Um, how many different first team Liverpool managers did RB Leipzig goalkeeper Peter Galaxy work under? Uh, name them as well uh, yeah we're a very short break here. we do a final word show after every single game if you're a YouTube member at Tier 2 or Tier 3 you get access to the Monday one which we filmed at the weekend to get out the way uh, but Steve's mentioned a couple of times we had a little chat about uh, the Kabak Allison incident at the weekend have a little listen to this and check back in a sec particularly the nature of it Chris if the goalkeeper's shouted and he's given the big shout then it's Kabak's fault. Yeah. And this is not me slaughtering a 20-year-old debutant, by the way. It's just, that's what... Insert defender. If the goalkeeper shouts and you get in the way. whoever's in the way's fault. If the goalkeepers give the shout, it's the defender's fault. If the goalkeeper hasn't shouted, like, literally torn his lungs by screaming keepers, then if that's on the goalkeeper... 
Um, but the nature of it and the fact that you know you've done really well, you've broken them down, you've scored a goal from open play, which is something we've really been struggling to. We've been keeping it by everything's going okay. The psychological hammer blow of that is. I, I just think take it's it far back too even much. further. Take it back to Manny being pushed in the yeah. build-up to that second, because that's where it started. Yeah. Just remind me of Everton, Divacarigi, and the foul on him. Was it last season or whatever? At Man United, uh, Divacarigi, uh, Old Trafford yeah. gets a push in the back. In the yeah, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. It was that one. It's just stupid. It's a blatant push in the back, yeah. and he goes down, and the ref plays on, and fucking. Three seconds later, the ball's in the back of our net or something. And yeah. you're like, and regardless, let's talk about that because that, that, that is a genuine thing that the, the players, you're absolutely right. If the goalkeeper calls, it's Kabak's fault. If Kabak, if the goalkeeper's not loud in his call, then it's the goalkeeper's fault. Yeah. But either way, Kabak without a, Kabak, if he's in the team for 10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, knows, knows regardless of a shout. He doesn't. You've got to make sure as the goalkeeper that he hears you. Yeah. you. Whatever fucking language you want to speak, make sure yeah. it's fucking loud and that he understands that you're coming for the ball. The fact that Klopp said he didn't hear one... In an empty stadium. In an empty stadium makes me think that the call wasn't big enough. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that's fair and we can't know the, the, the reality of that until, unless you really want to go back and analyse the footage, which, fine, you know, whatever. It's But again, that's the kind of thing where... It's it's because of the the weirdness of it, Ross. It, do, it just... It, it, I think it's it just sends the team into a spiral. It makes Leicester feel like it's their day because they've all of a sudden just had a, a VAR decision turned in their favour. And then Liverpool, and they think, oh, we've got a real fight on our hands and Liverpool have just handed them a goal. Jamie Vardy's backing the goals all of a sudden. And it, and they're, they're the home team and they're in the ascendancy and it just, it just literally hands the game... Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, yeah, we're having fingers on lips quiet time in between there. Uh, it, was, it was really well done. Um, so the trivia question, um, I'll, come, I'll give you the answer in a second. But yeah, if you want to check out the final word show on a Monday, uh, then you can do it in two ways. You can either subscribe to TheRevNTV.com and get a full fat package of everything that we do. Loads of extra content, podcast content, interviews, etc., etc., And loads of extra match day stuff. But uh, yeah, if you just want to go on YouTube, if you want to be a Wonder Kid or Cult Hero legend member, then you get that show live on a Monday morning. Um, right, yeah. How many different first team LFC managers did RB Leipzig goalkeeper Peter Galaxy work under Chris Pager? Four. Oh, go on. Yeah, name them. Okay, right, okay. Kenny, Hodgson, Rogers, and I'm gonna go Rafa. Hey, look at that. Nailed it. Didn't play a single senior game of football for Liverpool. Um, made, I think, 25 appearances for the under-23s, um, Matt. There's, there's a... There's a great like documentary, I reckon, in how Liverpool have pollinated like uh, goalkeeping spots around World Footy over the last twenty years. The amount of lads who we've had on our books, you've ended up doing random bits and pieces Brad around Friedel. World Footy. Mainly the Premier League, but Brad Friedel, like Bradfield, Tony Warner, Sander Westerveld. James went on to play about three thousand games after <laughs> us, and he was shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, tons, tons and tons. Um, Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, yes, Chris. Um... Yeah, you know, this is obviously not the second half of the show is normally where we talk about who Liverpool are going to play. You know, we'll have to talk about Leipzig. No, but it's mad because I, I, I did the because we've now got a permanent section on in the agenda of who's injured and Kater is the title of one of them. Kater is likely out. Kater is just fixed. Like if there was a way to set in stone a player um, in a word document, then he would be in their bed. Like screen, I've got screen burned basically. Yeah, do not leave something on. Yeah, leave something on for long enough, and it becomes part of the pixels of your screen Kater's name in the likely out category um, but it, it just speaks to the issues we've been in recently because like Fabinho and Davies I, I would imagine are heavy doubts for this game if they were out for if they were out for Saturday. But we went into Saturday with no, no you know, well, we went into Cops press conference on the Friday thinking that we'd probably have both of them available for this game. So at this point, and, and Origi like, just didn't, <laughs> just didn't turn up until we kind of be like, what, who, what, where? He's had the problem. My point in all this is that we're probably best working on the notion that we've got Everyone we had for the weekend, minus Milner. Mm. If some, if one of them, if more, one of them more comes back, it's easier. But it, it speaks to the troubles we've got at the minute. It does, and I look. I, I, I should have, I should have researched this before the show. But did we? I take it we did put Phillips into the Champions League squad. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've got it. We, at least we've got an extra option than we had for the group stages, I suppose. Yeah. So we'll have Phillips, we'll have Reese, we'll have Henderson, and we'll have Kabak as well, probably registered <laughs> now for the four centre halves. I'd be shocked if Klopp did anything but play Henderson and Kabak again. Yeah. Because, you know, they play together a game now. Yeah. And that's more than what what else will happen, probably, you know what I mean? And, yeah, we know Phillips, and I think Phillips has done a really good job, and I don't think he's beat himself mm-hmm. at any point dur- during this season. And I'd be comfortable with, with him going in there, but not with Kabak mm-hmm. and not with Reese Williams. So the only guy that I trust to go in there, and the only guy that's played with all of the others now is Jordan Henderson. Yeah. So he's got to be a constant for me, and that means that you then have someone who's played alongside him at least once. But we're back in this situation, aren't we, really, Sam, where you, you were talking about the midfield earlier. You, you, if you well, if, if you can't start Milner, fine because Thiago can come back in again. So you can have who was supposed to have probably been rested. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can have Wayne Aldum, Thiago, Curtis Jones start again if you have to, and that's okay. It's a reasonable enough midfield, of course, better than reasonable. It's a good midfield, um, but you, your options beyond that are. Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, who is it was like whatever if 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 form is the brightest centre of the universe, Oxlade Chamberlain is on the planet that it's furthest he's, from. He's, he's dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Oxlade Chamberlain has zero he's in minus form. I don't even know that's possible. Uh, and then you've got, you know, Shakiri to chuck in there, which I wouldn't be overly keen on in a in a Champions League game, you know, in the mid in the midfield necessarily. 
these are the problems we're facing. To, to, and to Chris's point, it means we probably will, unless something mad happens, we probably will see Henderson at centre half again. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the likely outcome. I mean, no, no one really knows what the situation with Davies is, do we? I mean, he must have just stepped on my He had a knock, hands. is what Klopp yeah. said, didn't he? You know, so hopefully that a knock is to me is you know yeah. you've taken you've taken a knock, maybe you've had a little kick and you could be all right after a couple of days. Yeah, fingers but crossed. Quite oh, clearly, the fucking uh, knock with our form, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the, there must be bear traps at Kirby set by the Evertonian builders, <laughs> mate. Entirely, there's not there's, the amount of injuries we get. I mean, Origi, Jesus. We don't even need him, never mind. Why is he injured? But in terms yeah. of Ox, we're probably not, Sam, we're probably not getting more injuries. We've probably just got better equipment that finds more injuries now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can we just get the old, the old fucking scanner back, please? That didn't really do a good job. The black, and, the black and white one, yeah. Take the colour 4K out, please. But um, I think with Ox, it's weird, though, because when he came on against West Ham, him and Jones came on, I thought they were bright, and then... Both just went missing again for two-day games, and obviously Jones came back in against their city. I'll tell you what, we've looked strong for 70 minutes in both games where Jones has been on the pitch. And it's probably just an absolute coincidence, this, but he's gone off and we've lost complete capitulation in the side. Yeah. Probably necessarily through no fault of the guy who's come on, but you know, it, it, it's positive for us thinking if we can start the side that we're really good against Leicester for 65 minutes, say, minus the, the five minutes Milner was on the pitch, um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, ch- changes, maybe Shakiri. He's played some Champions League games this year, hasn't he? Uh, in terms of freshness, maybe. But unfortunately, as much as I want to see Henderson in the midfield, him and Kabak actually handled Vardy's threat and the Madison threat in behind quite well until, uh, like you say, there was a rugby rugby tackle between uh, Kabak and and, and Alisson. But in terms of an open play, you know, for 85 minutes in that game, we we looked solid. We didn't look like we were going to concede a through ball. So that bodes well. Um, But yeah, there's not much else to say. Is he go again to the same eleven? Yeah, I mean, any 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 case, Steve, for for something different at the back. I mean, if they play Poulsen, I'm I'm, I'm not against Nat Phillips going up against Poulsen at all. I don't think I you know, I think he's more than no, I mean, I'm more than capable of handling him. I think, but it's it's what I don't know enough about Leipzig in terms of what else the what else they can do because I think we saw Nat Phillips isn't the fastest Kabak. I mean, look, he's got to get up to speed, but he doesn't look the quickest either. Um, and you need someone who will lead the defence, who will set the line, and whether we trust Nat Phillips to be that guy. I would do it, personally, I'd put Henderson in the field. Listen, as, and Henderson's been really good at centre-half, but we haven't won a game. We've won a, you know, we, we don't win when he plays there. We, we very rarely do. So, as well as he's playing, I think he's more... I'd rather put him back in the field, strengthen there, and then take your chances on your centre-halves. Um, if they're going to attack me, they're going to do what Sam says. They're going to try and get down the down the flanks, cut across. That's that's their game. They do, you know, they do play two up front often, or maybe a one and a one. But it's never, you know, anything made like where you're going to think Vardy's going to run behind you, that kind of thing. I would, I think we need to get Henderson back in midfield now, and you you and that mean if that means Phillips, Davis, and Kabaka, the three centre halves, you will rotate yeah. for a few weeks until Fabinho's back, even. And even when Fabinho's back, there's a case to say, get him in midfield as well. Uh, and with, with Henderson and one other, and just go with your, let your centre-half play centre-half. Like, we sign these two lads for, for something. Yeah. So and, so what are you there for, you know what I mean? So I, I would put Henderson back in midfield. I don't think Klopp will. Um, I think there's a, there's a Thiago question that needs asking in Ask terms him. of, is he... Is he, is he like, is he guaranteed, should he be a guaranteed player at the moment? Um, I think he's brilliant. I mean, I'm a big Thiago fan, but he still looks half a yard off the pace. I know the other day 
he hadn't trained all week and we threw him in. And I think you could tell that. I really think you could like he, I mean he's rash in the tackle anyway, but he was even rasher. You know, he was when he's usually half a second late, he was a second late, you know what I mean? Like he looked like a little bit off it. Um like we mentioned, we lost Milner, so that's why that's another reason why I think I would be getting Henderson in midfield. I would be going Henderson, Wijnaldum, Jones, if it was me picking it. Just because I don't think Thiago looks ready. I don't think he looks fit enough yet after that after seeing him come on the other day. And obviously the front the front three picks itself, but I imagine he's gonna what he's gonna do, like what Sam said, he's gonna pick the team the team that played the other day, but but Thiago's gonna come in for Milner. It's um I mean we saw Reese Williams started away at Atalanta mm. alongside Joe Gomez. Um, now, obviously, a lot of this is is, a, is born of necessity. I, I do it does make you think, doesn't it? And again, a lot of this will fall down on Davies. There's a lad who I think who, who probably can lead the defense. He's not not known as being a big shouter, big vocal guy, but he's a lad who's 25 years old and's played as a centre half for a lot of, for a lot of games. I wonder whether it will just hinge on just on, on having that. Or it's either it's either do you trust Nat Phillips if or, or Davies if he's fit, and if not. It's just gonna. It's gonna have to be Jordan Henderson because and and it, it leads the life I, out of me. me. You can't ask Davies to come in and make his debut and lead the line, and you can't probably ask a, a young lad in Kabak to do it in his second game as well. The, the, that's just not an option, I don't think, for Jurgen Klopp. Although I agree with Steve, you know, I would like I would like to see Jordan in there, but Jurgen's a pragmatist at heart, and I think he understands exactly what his side and his defence will need. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the question marks, I get the Thiago talk, there's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of Thiago talk. The, the fact is, he's a quality player and he, and he will do it. And the fact that it's German opposition, that should be something for him. You know, mm-hmm. he's come up against these, he's bettered this midfield, he's bettered this team time and time again in his career over, <sighs> over the course of the last bloody nine years prior to this one. You know, this is a this is a guy who knows that league and knows how German football works. This isn't him coming into the Premier League adjusting to... A style of football yeah. that's different. This is his bread and butter. He's got to be able to do it in this game. Thiago, hundred percent, is like you know we. There's a reason he's rested at the weekend. Now he hadn't trained apparently quite a bit during the week, but you know we're clearly making sure to the best of our ability that he was ready, ready, willing, and able for the, for this match in the midweek. I, don't, we, I mean, we've talked about anyone. Any think Reese Williams has got a shout out. Just I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten this, but he actually played. He started two of the three away games in the group stage. Sam, he comes on against Ajax as well. Do we just think he's just gone? He's just out out of the picture at the moment because of the new additions. I think if you're playing in a confident team. And we don't have the two new lads. There's a chance he, he does play because he maybe can be protected from the left. But the, given the current circumstances and given the kind of last few games he had, it's an absolute nightmare situation to be playing them, to be honest. I just think he needs to be playing in the unders right now. Uh, he just yeah. needs to get back to basics and, and sort of... It's been, a, it's been a, a baptism of fire for him and he's had some fantastic performances. But this is just a real... It's a big game for our team. This is a big game for our club. Um, ensuring that we get through the last 16 opens big avenues in April. It's in April, remember. It's a long way away. So I think it's too much of a risk. You're playing Phillips, Davies and Quebec all day over over um, Williams. I, I, if he travels, he's making up numbers for me. 
Yeah. I, I must uh, on the on the Williams thing. I think I'm right in saying, but back then, you know, he played with Joe Gomez, didn't he? Certainly in one of them. It's not. But we've not seen a Reese Williams, not Phillips, or you know, the, we we've just not seen that. So yeah. I'd be I'd be shocked if we see something like that, either with Phillips or with one of the new lads that he's not played with. It seems yeah. like a little bit of suicide. Just flipping it back to the midfield, I read a really interesting tweet at the weekend from Simon Brundish. He said, "Kurt Jones has played 944 minutes of Premier League football this season." And that time, Liverpool scored 20 goals and conceded only 10. In his 1,338 minutes, when he hasn't been on the pitch, we've scored 25 but conceded 20. Hmm. Which is a really interesting sort of thing. Isn't I it? mean, I it's Premier it's, League it's, football. And but... it's definitely not aided by Alisson absolutely <laughs> losing his head and conceding three stupid goals uh, against Man that, City. That, you know, that's only 17. Yeah, 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 and yeah, 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 and then booting Kabach and etc. But no, you're right. Look, I, the, the Curtis Jones one. I mean, sometimes it's just things that are just coincidental. But what's not coincidental about Curtis Jones is that he's just good on the ball. You can kick the ball to him in any situation, and he does lose. He does lose. Everyone loses the ball, but he, he's he's so good on. It. He's he's, he's Tall, he's, he's stronger than he looks because he is still quite quite slight in terms of his build, and he and he's happy to hold on to. He's happy to take that extra touch. He's happy to take a man on. You're not getting that from Oxley Chamberlain at the minute. The ball is just not sticking with Ox in any way, shape, or form. And so it does. It, it definitely and it's mad. It, it shows how far we've fallen that we shouldn't be relying on Curtis Jones as a 19 year old. And I don't think it it is as simple as. Curtis Jones off equals Liverpool can see goals because it's not Curtis Jones off. Allison becomes shite. Like that's not that's not how that's not how that works. But you know, there's there's it can't be ignored. I mean, stay. Kurt Jones, I mean, it's, it is, it's a massive shame that we're putting so much pressure on a young lad. He should just be allowed to develop. But right now, this is not his, This is not on him. He, I mean, and he'll be relishing the chance to play games of football, but a combination of people being unfortunate with injuries. And as I say, I'll come back to Oxlade-Chamberlain. I do feel a bit sorry for him because he's been put through some horrendous injuries and he's had to, and he's had to come back and he's having to fight his way back in. But he's done nothing. I mean, I'm not having that assist for Salah against Crystal Palace, by the way, as, as a positive contribution. Although his stats will his stats will say so. He he of, of everyone else, he's the biggest disappointment in our squad at the moment. And at some point, he's going to have to just have put a good spell, you know, put a good 50 minutes. And he, I, I tell you, he had 10 minutes, I think, at the start of the second half against Southampton, and then we subbed him, I think. And that, but that's been about it. Yeah, and actually, he was good post lockdown last season. Before you know, between lockdown, obviously between the end of the season, I thought he was one of our better players. I thought you know, he scores against Chelsea, has a good game there, and done all right in the other games. But yeah, whatever. Ox is almost like a normal, normal after four now. Yeah. You know, and it, I don't have a dog by the way. It's not my that's dog. Pet, that's Petty kicking off like. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. <laughs> She's too busy doing I'm TikTok. Saying she's talk. I'm just saying she's <laughs> no, yeah. you know, Take your foot out of your mouth there, pal. It's the thing with Ox is like, yeah, you can't bank on you can't you can't expect anything from him because he, he he's, he's done nothing. Like say, yeah, as no, he's a bit him and Arigi are just like names in the team at the moment who are offering absolutely yeah. nothing. Absolutely. And when they come on, you don't expect nothing, and then you generally get nothing. That's what they are. That's what they become. And it's sad to see, but that's where we are with those two. Um, on Curtis Jones, he'd be in my team now. Every week until until everyone's back fit and available, and even then, there's a chance to say you deserve it, mate. You know, you say he's a kid, but you know he's 20. He's played a lot of senior football now. He isn't some kid who we're looking after and nurturing through. He's just a Liverpool first team player now, yeah. And he's in the mix with every single with everyone else, 
and you pick the best lot and the best balance and the best mix for me. I'd rather have him playing every week now and then Shakiri's your option off the bench. I think that might work better. And what I would say on Shaq is, you know, you mentioned before about well, Shaq not getting on. Shaq's numbers and as assists and his, his contributions with goals is quite high when he plays. You know, he, he's assisted in a lot of games when he's played this season. So I wouldn't be shocked if Jaeger went that way again. Um, yeah. But it's for, for me now, Curtis Jones, right, I think we need to stop looking at him as the young lad. I mean, he's that look. Like we look at Trent Alexander Arnold, he's just a little player and he's in the mix and he plays. Um, going back to Reese Williams quickly, I don't need, I. I think even when we signed Davies and Kabak, I think Jürgen even mentioned, you know, the best thing for Reese now is to go back to the under-23s and, and develop properly. The, the only, he went from kid of minister to playing Champions League. <laughs> now, he'll probably be on the plane because you'll have, you'll have five subs and he'll probably be on the bench because the bench is massive. The issue is, I don't even know if you've got five subs who you'd be confident in bringing on. So, he, he might as well have him there just, just in case. But yeah, I think, I think we'd all agree now is that it's mad that him and Curtis Jones are of a similar age and they there is just light years difference. They are just completely different players. I think Curtis Jones should be playing every single game now until everyone's back fit and then we start making decisions. Paul, listen to this, mate. Here's an example of, of, of where Reese Williams has come from. I've got a friend who plays in the conference now. He's a teacher, full-time teacher. He plays in the conference. He played in the league that Williams was playing in last year and his team got promoted. Now, he's a full-time teacher who plays football part-time. And his team, he's a first-team player. He still plays first-team now for his team in the conference. They got promoted and Reese Williams' team didn't. And I'm not saying that stands in, but that's where we're at in terms of levels. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like years away, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, we're going to do score predictions in a second. We've got a couple of super chats here. Trick Josh saying, COVID's meant to affect the elderly and impaired the most, isn't it? We better line up some buys in the summer then because our team is good as dead. Oh, Josh. Oh, Cheer Josh. up, mate. Yeah. It'll be all right. Uh, yeah, and uh, Lewis Merritt um, saying, what are your thoughts on Klopp taking a break until next season? I'll never be Klopp out, but he could come back refreshed and it allows him to deal with the loss without the pressure of management. Yeah, I, like, I get that. I, I, and, uh, look, if, if, look, ultimately, if Jürgen Klopp turned around and said, I, I either take a break or I leave, I'd be giving him a break all day long because this is where we went wrong with Kenny Daglish in 1990. Kenny needed a break. And we let him leave, and he, you know, he said himself, like within weeks, he was like, he'd have come back, but he, but he, he couldn't by, by that point. Uh, I would like to see Liverpool not repeat the mistakes of the past. But I, I was thinking about this, and because obviously all these rumours are flying around, Jurgen Klopp doesn't strike me as the kind of fella who would just who would walk out because of because of the that mental. We're all in it together. It's all every everything shit. Everything's fucked across the world. He does strike me as the kind of fella who would just front it up, and. I whether that for better or for worse, unfortunately, because of obviously the thing he's got he's got going on at the moment, Chris. But um I suspect Klopp is the kind of character who would use this almost as a it sounds a bit cynical, but you get what I mean as a motivational tool. You know, it, not like directly, but maybe indirectly of like, I'm going nowhere. I'm go I've going through all this, going through about a horrendous time of his life as well. But he's not going to back down from the challenge of it. And that's, you know... Oh, yeah, Klopp strikes me as the type of person, the same, to be honest, where you've got to take the rough with the smooth as far as the football side of things go at the moment. And, you know, I think Jürgen will, re- will recognise that now's the time that we need our leader more than more than ever before in a footballing sense. Now, it, might get to, it, may, it may get to a point where he can't be that guy. He just can't be that guy. But while there's still a chance, there's still a slim slim chance of him being able to do it and carry on, then he's going to do it and carry on because he knows that... Even, like, look, if he if he left football forever 
I could understand it. But you don't want to be known as that guy that walked away when it got hard. Mm-hmm. Because I, then you go into the next the next job, and let's say it's not Liverpool, and you're that guy you just left. Yeah. You know, and how do you, how do you then coax the squad into believing in you and listening to what you've got to say and all that type of stuff when when you've got that sort of anger over you? I just don't think it will happen. I only said before, I, I used the quote of the weekend again just to quote Rocky again because I've been watching the films, but like it's not about how hard you can hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And that's, there's something to that. And I think, I think that's cops' mentality, but we'll find out what we, you know, I, I, I think while all this stay is that a win two wins, a handful of wins, makes a massive difference to everyone's mentality in this. I, you know, if, you know, when the world and the universe feels like it's against you, you know, and, and it's at its hardest, you normally only ever one thing, one positive thing that helps you turn the corner and you're back on the right track again. Yeah, for sure. Like I say, on the whole break thing, you know, like, I, I'm quite, I get quite uncomfortable trying to tell other people what they should do for their own mental health. Like, yeah. everyone just could, could think Jürgen's in a, in a, in a rut and, you know, he has lost his mum and that's horrendous. It's a horrible thing. But we don't know how Jürgen's coping with that. Yeah. Jürgen might have already processed that and he's out the other side. We don't know. Like, And it's difficult for us to say, you need to go and have a break here. And it's like, well, I don't want one. But on the flip side, if he said, you know what, I, I could do with going back to Germany and I want to do the quarantine period and spend some time there, I think everyone would agree. But I don't think it should be something we're pushing on him or fans are saying, Jürgen, go and have a break. Go and have a break, Jürgen. It's not it's, that that is that's him. You know, I mean, that's his life, and it's it's, it's yeah. him in the him in the club. Um, so I think that's the that's that one. In terms of the football inside, if we just focus purely on the footy, Jürgen's been through a lot of crap as a football manager. He lost a ton of finals. You know, he watched this. He watched his goalie throw two in in the biggest game of his life. We all you know I mean, like he's, he's been through it. He's been through <laughs> a lot. Like, it's you know, gone yeah, always. We, remember, we all remember that. It, it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, but he's come through that. You know. It, a year after two years on the run of un- unparalleled success recently for for this team and this club in, in the modern era anyway he's not he's not going to know the one bad run remember we've had Januarys in the past when we've been absolute yeah. dog shit I remember that, that year when Sadio Mane went to the African combinations and we couldn't win any yeah. we couldn't beat anyone and then he it came back really, and we were like awful. oh he's- my god we've been figured out we can't play properly and then we just we're fine you know, you're right. It's it's a it, yeah. it's a great you know just to kind of lead up wrap this up really, Sam. It's it's a great analogy really for just you know what Liverpool really need to do at the moment is you just need to take it on the chin, face it up, broaden your chest out, and keep plugging away because of look, there's no going anywhere. Same as you know, it's what it is for us to be fans as well. You know they can't go in here. They can't quit. I mean, they could. They could literally choose to cancel the contracts and walk away if they wanted to. And if we really were having, a, if we, if it was really bothering us so much, we could all just switch off from the footy if we really wanted to. But most of us know we can't. We've got no choice. So unfortunately, we kind of have to put on a big fake smile or sit in a bit of a huff and a grump, and you know, and take our licks until such time as it does get better again. And you know, it's proven that nobody felt it would ever get this good again as little as five years ago. Mm-hmm. And we've been through the best period we've ever had in all of our lives as fans. So, yeah, you know, we've kind of got just got to grin and bear it at the moment. I'd even say three years, Paul, I, you know, yeah. even after Kiev. So I, I think, yeah, we've... The thing is, mate, as people, we're in a difficult period at the moment and we're all, you know, not allowed to do too much. Luckily, we're able to speak at platforms like this and some of us are able to go to work, etc., etc. I think the difference for footballers is it's a job. And I've heard Klopp say many a time, we don't take the losses too hard and we don't take the wins too too well, so to speak. 
So it's, I think that they managed to find themselves a way to pick up and go again. As fans, we're sort of born into it. It's an emotional roller coaster. You know, doesn't help when people like me are on the wind up in WhatsApp groups and such and so forth. So I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> so I think, you know, it, it, trying to put that aside, I think that the lads will be fine. I think Klopp will, will want to be there. Um, and it's just a case that we take the opportunity to go again and try and just try and flip it. And when when they do flip it, it'll there'll be a strong bunch of players, and, and, and we will be as fans, I think, as well. Completely agree. Uh, right, let's have a score prediction then. Chris, Liverpool, RB Leipzig, first leg, Champions League. One all. One all. Steho. I think we'll get beat two one, but that isn't a bad result. Like that's mm-hmm. not that's all right. Um, I just we look down we look down and dumps like after everything we've said I I, I just don't think we're, we're in a position where we're not going to concede goals um, but like I say 2-1 in a, in a technically in a way leg where for some reason the way goals still count even though we've got no idea where the games are being played like a 2-1 Champions League first like isn't horrendous but yeah I, I think both teams will definitely score um we just need to make sure that their, their score is more than two because that's when it's going to be really really tricky. Sam yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a bit more... So I'm going to go 3-1. I think we're not going to get shambled, shamped by the refs. Um, I think I think with it being neutral, I think we'll go again. I think Salah, Mane looked quite good the other day. I, I'm positive. I think we'll, we'll turn it on and we'll beat them 3-1. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I might... Obviously, I, I, my prediction-wise, I kind of agree with Steve. I've got a feeling that... But the most overriding things to remember here is that it's a two-legged game, and what you want to be is making sure that you're not the game's not done and done dead and buried. Now we know that doesn't necessarily mean anything for Liverpool because we went and got absolutely twatted in the new camp, but also we had fifty-four thousand people in Anfield to help us out the next time around, which we don't have this time. Which I don't, I don't so I wouldn't like us to get in that situation. But yeah, I agree. The, the six echo journalists just can't make the same. No, yeah, give me Doyle an extra cup of coffee. Um, but no, but this is the thing: is getting the away goals massive. Just getting away goal, give yourself that little bit, little bit. Cabac of header yeah. from a corner, sure. You Just know, saying. but it can be you know a one a one nil one nil to the pull sound, one all sound, losing two ones, not the end of the world in that regard either. Um, I agree. I think I think it will be tight. My only problem with all of this being said is that we just need to get a game of footy won, and 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 so I, I would. I'm hoping for a 2-1 Liverpool win. Um, and if we could just do it, if we could do that thing where we just go on and win it, you know, like we maybe we get pegged back or for whatever reason, we have to face a bit of adversity, but we get stronger. That's the kind of win. We we need something where everyone like flies out of that stadium, bouncing like, oh my God, we've still got it, we can do it, etc., etc. Et More than probably we need a 2-0 win. Um, yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather have that or us go a goal behind than go on to win it. Something that just gives the confidence of the players a proper boost. Yeah, definitely. You can take, you can give yourself two games worth of momentum by winning a game in a more in a more difficult sort of circumstance. But let us know your score predictions in the comment section underneath. What would you do in terms of the team? And obviously, we've got very limited options in terms of players. I think man, anything crazy. Who would be your centre back pairing? What would be your midfield three? Uh, let us know. Uh, don't forget to drop a like on the uh, the video as well. That's always helpful uh, to what we do. And check back. We will be live uh, from 15 minutes before kickoff with the watch along. An hour and a bit. An hour and 15 before kickoff with the team news reaction. See, I remembered it changes. Yeah, well just about. Um, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, we've got the wonderful uh, collaboration with the Beers of Anfield Road uh, merch, which is available now, which you can have a look at in a second. But, gents, thank you so much for joining me in, uh, for this show. Thank you so much for watching at home. And we'll be back soon.